It's another week and another podcast, so welcome back to the Jamie J Podcast here with your host, Jamie J. I've been doing sales for a long time now, and I've had the opportunity to work directly with the best in the world when it comes to sales. I know what it takes to be successful and thrive as a business, so today, we're going to take a look at some of the biggest mistakes people make when they're selling their products or services. So without further delay, let's get down to business. I'm a man of If you're in any sort of business whatsoever, you need this. If you're not watching, right? If, if, if you can telepathically hear us, stop what you're doing, jump on this live because this is going to make all the difference. Look, there's seven key areas in sales. When you, and when you don't follow them, when you don't get on board with this, you're literally going to have a sales apocalypse. What's a sales apocalypse? When no sales start coming through and you got to put that close sign on the door because you're done, you're finished. No business operator, no business owner ever wants to have that. We know that we know that for certain. When you don't follow these things, these steps, these key areas, if you don't follow them, you're going to have some massive trouble. So instead of having that trouble, follow along today. Enjoy today. If you've got questions, if you've got you know anything that you want to ask us, get those questions up, get those comments up. We'll do our best to get those questions answered live on the show here today as we are live, but we're going to jump into it right now. The sales apocalypse and the seven sins. Um, it's funny that I mentioned jumping into it because the first point that we're really going to talk about here is jumping in too soon. So, hey, Mick, I just met you, but I have this awesome product. Would you like to buy it right now? Uh, no, Jamie, I wouldn't because I don't even know you. Why are you trying to sell me? I, I literally just walked past you in the street. God. Right. How often does that happen? How often have you seen that? And, you know, in, in this day and age of messenger, of all these different areas, different ways in which people can reach out, how often are you seeing it's, it's, it's you know, like trying to sleep with someone before you even know them? Number one, if you're if you're jumping in, if you're just going for it, if you're sending that person some chat messenger or something, like, hey, come buy my shit, it's highly unlikely that they're going to be, you know, jumping onto that. As a matter of fact, what are we going to do? We're going to trigger the amygdala. Now, what do we know about the amygdala? Right? We're talking brain stuff here, but it's so critically important because when you trigger off that amygdala, what it's going to do is actually release a neurotoxin into the body. You're going to become toxic to that person, whoever it is that you're reaching out to. Don't do that. Mick, can you think of an idea where someone's really, or, or a time when someone's really come out, they've jumped the gun. They're like, oh, come buy this shit off me. Come buy my stuff. What did you do and what was your experience with it? Oh, it's happened multiple times. I think probably the worst is probably LinkedIn. You get yeah. someone that pops up and says, hey, you want to connect? And I'll like read their bio and they're you know, maybe in a space that might be interesting. You're like, okay, sweet. I'll connect with that person and potentially could be, you know, something in the future. The very next second, you get a full page copy sales message. Hey, look, I've just been reviewing your profile and I think I could really work for you. And here's my offer and please buy my stuff. You're like, literally, I just literally walked past you. Um, and, and in, in person to person interactions, um, sales reps, 
Uh, we've had this in the contracting industry. You get a new sales rep comes to town. It's like, hey, you know, like any opportunities? Let me, you know, I want opportunity. They're like, mate, literally, you just walked in. It's the first time I've ever met you, and you're already asking for opportunities. How about you add some value first? And well, you've had the interactions where the where the opposites happened, where someone's came in and just said, hey, look, just want to see if there's any any information you need, anything I can help with, anything. Yeah, sweet, mate. No, actually, I wouldn't mind knowing a bit more about this. We've had an opportunity because his approach was, I just want to add some value. If there's anything you need, let me know. Uh, then it wasn't about, hey, can I get a quote or what can I buy your stuff? So the instant they come in with that, I want to, you know, like buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. It's straight away. You're like, mate, go away. It it, it um, triggers that fight, fight or flight response. You're like, hey, mate, back off. You, I don't go away. You know, like you say, it releases the neurotoxins and you don't have a good experience, that person, and you don't want to go back there. So, No, exactly. Too soon. Yeah, and, and we see that. You know, it, it's like as soon as you make that commission, I'm glad you bring up LinkedIn, right? Because we're here we are. We're broadcasting live on LinkedIn. If you're seeing us from LinkedIn, please pay special note and please pay special attention. If all you're looking to do is make those connections just to push your shit, please stop doing that. Don't do that. That's not what's going to get you the ultimate sale. It's not what's going to create that massively, incredibly important know, like, and trust factor. What is it? Share something. Share some knowledge. Give someone something in a way that's not coming across as that pushy salesman, right? And I'm almost jumping into point number two here. I'm not, I'm not going to go there yet. But don't jump in too soon. Think of it as dating. Think of, and I know it's a crazy thing, right? Sales, dating. Come on, Jamie. That's two totally different things. Is it really? <laughs> right? Now, sometimes in some situations, sure, you just, you know, on the date thing, you just go for it. But is that a relationship that's lasting? It's, chances are it's probably not. Take some time to develop that connection. I mean, in, in one of the great masterminds that I'm in, I, I do it on a weekly basis. We do talk about rapport. Uh, what was really neat is we got into the whole idea of mirroring and matching today. And, and my mentor there, he's like, yeah, that's a bunch of shit. Don't do that, right? It's not about that. People are going to look at you like you got Tourette's or something like that. He's actually changing the paradigm on how we're doing sales. Now we're talking big ticket items, but even here, it's not about pushing to the sales. It's not about going, going, going. When you can set yourself up with giving massive, massive information, massive value first, that's 10 times right? 10 times higher likely that you're going to be able to go ahead and close that deal when you go for the push, push, push. Okay. So yeah, sign up right now. Yeah. We've got something. It's like, I don't even know you, right? I don't even know you. And I've, I've experienced that. I've experienced that. I'm doing some work right now. I'm getting some funnels built and whatnot, some click funnels, funnels built right now. And people are just, yep, let's just go for it. Let's just jump in. It's like, hold on, right? Tell me a little bit about you. Who are you? When, you, I, when I do business with people, I want to understand their values, I want to know what they stand for. I want to understand a little bit about their mission, their purpose. These things are key. These things are the absolute key fundamental points. And if a potential suitor, someone who is looking to gain my business, if that potential suitor is just like, no, let's just go get it done. Chances are I'm really not going to be interested. I'm really not going to go for it there. Whereas if you take the time, you actually get to know me. I build that connection with you. I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to go looking for anything else. Why? Because Bob here or Sally, whoever it is that I'm dealing with, Bob or Sally, they've provided me that massive disproportionate amount of value right straight up front. I'm connected. I'm in. I don't want to go anywhere else. And guess what happens? Guess what happens? I get a little bit of, of that feeling of that idea. It's like, well, geez, you know what? Bob and Sally, they've spent a bunch of time with me already. 
right? Now, this this is a little bit of an inside tip here. Bob, Sally, you've spent a bunch of time with me already talking about the product and everything. I, I probably shouldn't go anywhere else just because you've spent that time with me. And I'm not saying use that, right? I'm not saying use that to make your decisions and whatnot, because it might be that Bob and Sally simply aren't the right people. But have sure. you, Mick, have you ever noticed that where someone has spent a ton of time with you, they've really put that forward and you're like, you know what, I'm going to go with this person because they've done that. And you feel maybe, maybe a little bit of obligation to go with them because they've spent that amount of time. Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. That happens often in uh, in the contracting industry, especially you might have a, a subcontractor that's helping you and they're putting a lot of effort in and they're saying, you know, giving you feeding you information to help you with your submissions, et cetera. And then you might get other quotes out there, but um, one person might be a little bit cheaper, but you say, you know what, I'm just going to go with that subcontractor that I was dealing with first because he's put a lot of effort in and a lot of time in, and I'm just going to go with him. Like he's the one because yeah. he's put that time and effort and you feel that obligation to support them because they've given you that help and support. That's um, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty common occurrence. Well, I find in my industry anyway. And, and the other thing, you mentioned there, Jamie, was about uh, the pushy, uh, the jumping in too soon and getting the chase and that quick sale. Yeah. If you want just a quick sale and you want to only have deal with that person once, then that's fine. Be pushy, just get one sale and move on. But yeah. in successful business, you want to build a long-term relationship where that customer buys and buys and buys and doesn't go anywhere else for whatever it is, the services you provide. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. that, is the ultimate goal here for a successful company to build a relationship that has a long-term value with the as a as, as a client, not just a, as a not just a one-time purchase. We want people that are gonna. So you add that value, add that value, and then over the long term, that pays dividends. Yeah, yeah. A great question to have in your toolbox if you're a salesperson out there. Simple question, really, really simple question. How can I help? How can I help? What way can I serve you and your business that provides massive value for you, mm. right? Be willing to ask that question. Be willing to go all in. Be, be absolutely extraordinary. It's not about doing the same old things, the push, 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 anything like that. Jumping in too soon, just going for the deal, thinking it's, it, it's all locked up. I'm not saying don't ever ask for the deal because you know what? If you never ask for the deal, you're never going to get it. There's a time and a place for it. It's not about jumping in right off the get-go. It's about recognizing and, and, and being acutely aware of when that appropriate time is. Look, I, I used to do sales for some automotive companies. I would go out and one of my great tactics is I would ensure, because we'd leave these great big binders of books, right? We, we, in the automotive industry, we'd have different suppliers that would give us their, their parts catalogs and all that sort of stuff. So I would go out and what made it ridiculously simple for me is I always had value to provide because I'm like, hey, it's Jamie with so-and-so. Would you mind if I updated your catalog with some of the latest, um, you know, latest catalogs from our suppliers and whatnot? So you've got the latest information. Oh, yeah, right on. See, I'm not coming in doing any pushy sales thing. What would I then do? By the way, you know, we've got some of our monthly specials. I'll leave this with you to take a look at it as I go ahead and update your books. Now, what's really great about this is the majority of the time they'd look through, even if they weren't that interested, like who's this guy coming in, right? By the time I was done putting in the new books, the new catalog, I'd bring them out. I'd go in and out a couple times and all that. It's like, hey, I see you've got this on special. Yeah, right. Can we help you with that? You guys need some of those? You want to bring some into stock? Right. It was a very easy conversation because I wasn't just there. Hey, I've got some stuff to sell. What do you want to buy right now? No, I came in with value first. I came in with service first. 
and it made all the difference whatsoever. And for me, especially when it was a new client, when it was someone I wasn't familiar with, um, what a great way to do an introduction. Hey, you know what? I'm here to update your books. I'm here to provide you some massive value right up front, right? By the way, here's some of our specials. Take a look. Mm. And that's 100% correct, Jamie. That's a perfect way to do it because you're adding value first. And yeah. that sort of leads into the second point about being pushy. Yeah. You know, it's even worse than jumping in too soon is pushing. Come on, buy my stuff. I've, look, I update your catalog. You need to buy this. Buy, buy, yeah. buy. You know, chasing the sale because we all know what happens when things are chased. Yeah. They run away. Yeah. You know, that's our, our reptilian, our 2,000-year-old two million year old brain is you know when some's chasing you you run yep. you know that's just science and chemical reactions in our brain that's what happens so when you come in there chasing push 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 and people are like oh back off this guy's no good and you head for the hills have you had uh times jamie where that pushy sales has, has happened and how did that go down Oh my God. Yeah. Like, um, again, you know, working on some of this funnel stuff there and, um, I've reached out to quite a few different people, right? Cause I'm looking to get something very unique. I want something built correctly. And, uh, some of the people that I've reached out to, it is very, very pushy. Okay. You got to do it now. You got to jump on it now. Should I start right away? It's like, Whoa, slow down, man. I haven't even decided. I made it very clear that I'm looking for an estimate. I'm looking to see some of your examples. I'm looking to see exactly what it is you've done and what you can do for me. You've gone ahead, you've given me a price. That's all you've really done is you've laid down a price. You haven't showed me, given me any sort of indication or anything. And now you're wanting me to jump into something without really truly understanding what it is that you're going to provide, right? Jumping for the sale, pushing into it. Like oftentimes when I'm working through, and I mean, especially my, my, my high-end program and whatnot, I don't sell. See, this is the thing is, is, is I don't come in to sell. When people are looking to work with me, it's a very, very, very different process than what might, you know, what people might be used to. Right? I want my clients to qualify. I don't want to work with everyone. I don't want to work with every Jane Doe, Tom, Dick, and Harry, whatever it is. I have a very specific, very unique clientele that I deal with, and not everyone fits into that. Now, what's great about that is it completely changes the entire paradigm in the sales process. I'm not chasing anyone, right? They're actually chasing after me. I've literally flipped that script. I've literally turned the game around where people are like, oh my God, Jamie, come on, man, you got to work with me. Like, like, help me out here. I can see where the benefit is for my business. Like, what's it going to take? I don't do the pushy thing, right? When we mm -hmm. take away that push, push, push. And again, please understand, there is a time there is a time to ask for it because if you never offer your services, guess what? You're not going to get anything. But at the same time, it's not about pushing, you know, pushing it down someone's throat. Well, we're the only ones. We're the ones that have it. And you know what? You're not going to find it anywhere else. So you just better just sign up right now. You better go ahead and sign up right now and buy that. What's that going to do? Boom. You want to talk about massive neurotoxin getting associated to yourself? That's a great way to do it is be that pushy person. So what do you think? You want to just sign on it right now? What do you think, Mick? Mick, do you want to sign on this deal right now? No, no, I don't. I actually uh, don't even want to be here with you right now. Right? <laughs> right? <clears throat> it's, 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 like you say, it's worse than jumping in too soon is being pushy. You might, and quite often I find is when someone's jumped in too soon, they then become pushy because they are needy and really want the sale and they're push, push, push. And, Give me the sale, give me the sale, give me the sale. Because they've jumped in too soon, they've pushed and they've they've 
made that first fatal mistake by jumping in too soon and then they're just pushing pushing trying to get the sale trying to get the sale because they're very needy and and, and i'll find those two come quite close together um, have you found that, Jamie, that you, when someone's jumped in too soon, they then quickly become pushy trying to get the sale? Yeah, because they believe that's the natural order of business. When salespeople can recognize that it's not about just you know jumping right in because they don't know what to do next. That, that's a bit of the problem. Okay, I've jumped in too soon. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, uh, premature something or another. Now, what do I have to do? I've only got one move left. There's only one thing left I can do is now I got to go be pushy. I got to go make the sale. Instead of doing that, take the time, right? Spend the time, provide the disproportionate amount of value. Speaking of values, right? One of the values that we have here, the team and I have at UE Coaching is to provide a disproportionate amount of value to all of our clients. Mick, you and I, we share that value. It's, it's why we do this show. We keep coming back to that. Why do we put this show on? Because we want to provide a disproportionate amount of value to those who are watching. The stuff that we've shared, like 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 no word of a lie, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars of, of, of information, pieces of information that we've shared in this show over the last year and a half that literally a person could take this, put it all together and go and create the absolute business of their dreams. It's no joke. When you've not done that, when you haven't given that massive amount of value up front, what do you got left? You jump in, you go for it, and then you push, push, push you push the sale away. Think about mm. this. So what if you didn't have to be pushy? What would it take? I'll tell you what, it's the third point. It's the third step in these, you know, these, the, these seven pieces, these seven steps to the sales apocalypse. Number three is coming in with uncertainty, not knowing what it truly is that you have. Well, geez, Mick, I've kind of sort of got this thing and you know it's it's like i i sort of coach and you know i i, I sort of mentor a little bit you know i got some training stuff and it's really good would you like to buy it uh it sound like you believe in yourself there jamie you know <laughs> and and look hey it, it's common uh it's common in in the space in the business development space and wherever else it's he who comes in with the most certainty wins yeah. uh and, and it's not necessarily that you're out to win out of every deal, but if you come in with the person in the conversation, the person in the room with the most certainty, they generally come out with the outcome they want. Yep. If you have absolute certainty when you walk into to the room that you're the right contractor for this project, that you're the right um, person to deliver that service, that you're the right uh, business coach to, to help that business, then quite often you come out with, the outcome that you that you desire out of the out of the room. If it's just to add value, then you'll come out with that. If it's to build a relationship that's long lasting, or it's to get a joint bed, whatever the whatever the outcome you desire as the person going in with the most certainty, then that's where you will come out on top in that situation. Is because you've got the absolute certainty that your stuff is good, that you're the right person to serve that room or whatever it is. And so having absolute certainty in your product, your service, yourself, your delivery is fundamental in in the sales environment yeah absolutely look um you, you know many of you know that i was a i was a tony robbins coach master platinum coach and i was a business results trainer for tony as well and one of the stories that tony would tell is back in the day when he was working for jim Rohn. so he was Jim's top salesperson. Now he did a couple things he uh, he used the power of incantations he had a very powerful incantation for himself but what was really key here is every time that he came in, he had the absolute unwavering, unshakable, unbreakable belief 
that what he has, what he had, the product, the services that he had, these people needed it, that it was going to change their life. Like he had zero, absolutely zero uncertainty. It's not like, well, geez, I really hope this stuff works. Right? Just, it'd really be nice if this stuff could work and maybe, no, he had the absolute complete thousand percent. I know Orin, if you're watching Orin, you wouldn't like me talking about the thousand percent, but I tell you what, he had complete total 100 percent certainty that he was going to do it. And because of that, he had one of the highest closing rates, if not the highest closing rate for the company. What was really interesting is they would actually have him come in and close for some of the other people that were on the team. He wouldn't take commission or anything on that. He was just so good. And it was so ridiculously simple for him. Was he the, the best looking guy? No, I think he's kind of a goofy looking guy, to be honest with you. Great big, tall, gangly guy, um, um, you know, banana hands and all that. But here's the thing. It was that certainty. That absolute complete conviction, knowing that without a shadow of a doubt, the product, the service that he had was going to make a massive difference. If you don't have that in your product, if you're not certain of the service that you're offering, then back away and give yourself that certainty. There's tons of tools that we've shared. There's tons of, yeah. uh, of different tactics of different things that you can do. But until you have that certainty, until you walk in the room knowing that, yes, 1,000%, my course, my product, my service, whatever it is, is going to provide that massive difference, you're not going to close as many sales as you know that you want to sell. Certainty, certainty is it, man. Certainty is exactly where it's at. Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And look, like we've said, there's heaps of tools out that we've shared. If, if you are in the space and you are trying to sell stuff and you – or have got and you're not 100% certain on what it is you're trying to do, reach out to Jamie or I'll, I'll, I'll give you a free session. We'll try and help yep. you with that certainty. It's something that's very easy to to get. It's really easy to deal with. There's heaps of tools you can use to reinforce it, and we've got all of that stuff there. So reach out if you are struggling with that certainty about what you're trying to deliver, and we can. We'll, I know Jamie's the same. We'll happily help. Yep. Um, and look, one thing that one business – one. Sorry, one mistake that I see lots of businesses do uh, is they over-evaluate the competition. They spend all their time focusing on what the competition's doing, what price they're at, where they're at, what's their service, how much value are they adding, and they don't focus on how, how they can add more value, how they can deliver and what they are giving to the market to make sure that they're over-delivering over on value and giving as much as they're taking, they overestimate, over-evaluate the competition. They spend all their time focusing on, oh, well, he's 20 bucks cheaper and this and that. And, you know, that takes away from what you are focusing and investing on yourself and on your clients. You're spending your time on your competition. Jamie, have you, what have you found with your work with businesses around overvaluating competition? Yeah, check this out. I love to talk about the competition and I love to be able to give people tips and tricks. I recognize that I am not going to be the exact perfect fit but watch this maybe i'm not the perfect fit right now what if i recognize there's something that i don't have like when it comes to relationship coaching i work very closely with uh with a partner she's just absolutely amazing i will never do relationship coaching it's just never going to happen from a business perspective yes we talk about relationships communication all that sort of thing but intimate romantic relationships that's not something I'm going to get into. I can talk on the subject, of course. I've done tons of training on it and all that. But when it comes to actually getting down to that, I'm actually going to send you to someone who is, is, is really a part of our team. Look, it's not seeing and it's not about judging yourself. Because that's really what, what that is. When I'm over-evaluating the, 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 the competition, all of a sudden, maybe I start to get little cracks in my certainty. 
Oh my God, but they can do this. Oh my God, but they have such a bigger company. There's so many more people that they have on their team. What does that do? That's really weakening your place. That's weakening your position in that market. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Recognize what it is that you have. You are unique. Like Mick and I, we're in the same industry. Like what the hell's wrong with you guys? You're both going after the same clients. See, I don't see Mick. Mick's my partner. Right. We're going to share stuff back and forth. We're going to mm -hmm. do things if there's something that I don't have. I mean, Mick's got some exceptional experience when it comes to tradies. Right. He's done it for all of his life and stuff like that. If I've got a great tradie contract or something like someone building decks or something like that, I'm not going to take that on. Right. Mick's not my competition. I'm going to send it over to him because he's got that unique level of experience in that you know likewise if it's something in automotive it's something in real estate or something like that guess what boom i know mick's going to send that over my way we're not going to over evaluate that that competition simply because we are each unique in our own ways there's mm. things that i can do that mick will never do and there's things that mick will do that i could never do recognize your own strengths rather than worrying about everyone else because when you do that right there, there's two big things in the universe right? But the one I'm going to focus on here today is energy. Our energy, it's out there. Everything is connected by energy. I'm not getting all woo-woo on everyone here, but really seriously, everything is connected by energy. And when your energy is fractured, when you're worried about, oh, you know, Joe's doing this and Peter and Sally and Bob, and they're doing all these other things, your energy's fractured. You can't focus on yourself. Stop doing that. Don't be focusing on everyone else. Focus on you. Focus on your strengths. Focus on the product, the service that you've got, and get really clear on that because guess what? Here's a big tip. Here's a big hint. Nobody can deliver it the way you do. That is your unique, distinct, unfair advantage. A lot of this information, look, I, I'm going I'm to break some rules here. I'm, I'm going to share some stuff. A lot of this information that we're seeing, whether it's coming from, uh, I don't know, Neil Patel, Tony Robbins, um, um, Jim Quick, it's coming from uh, Tim Ferriss, whatever. A lot of the information is all the same, guys. A lot of the information is all the same. But Jamie, why are all these people all famous? Why are all these? Because they're delivering it in their own unique way. Right? I'm on a bit of a mission this year to listen to just an absolute ton of audiobooks. In the last month, check this out. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to become an audiobook freak here. In the last month, I've listened, last month and a half, I'd say, I've listened to six different audiobooks. Okay, six different audiobooks, six different authors, different things. I mean, I'm talking from Napoleon Hill, Simon Sinek, um, all sorts of different people. But here's the thing, the message that I'm hearing, because I'm because I'm, you know, I'm I'm in this area, I'm in this market, the basic message behind it is actually the same. But here's the thing: Simon, he focuses in on why. He focuses in on the massive impact of why. A lot of the stuff, yeah, I've heard it through Tony Robbins, I've heard it through Napoleon Hill, I've heard it through all these other places. But here's the thing: Simon, right, he's getting that message out there because he's unique and he's doing it in his own way. He's not worried that a lot of the information might be, you know, recycled information. He's delivering it in his own way. Don't worry about the competition. The competition's not you. The competition doesn't have what you have. Instead, focus on you. Focus on your unique, distinct advantage. God, I sound like I'm a preacher here. I'm getting all, I'm getting all wired up here about this. <laughs> but it's really great stuff because when you focus on you, when you focus on your individual unique strengths, that's exactly what's going to come out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, someone said to me many years ago when I first started learning about coaching in, in this industry is you 
nobody will be able to reach everybody. The reason there's room in the market is because there's nearly 8 billion people in the world. And the likelihood is of one person connecting with all of them is impossible. That's where you have your unique advantage because the person I was learning from, he said, you'll be able to reach people and influence them and help people that I can't, that would never connect with me, but they will connect with you. So him in teaching me was helping his mission to improve the world because it would do through the people he's taught. And the same thing with our mission, Jamie, of helping businesses, because we've learned all this stuff and we want to help other businesses so we can teach it to them. And then that will pass on and have a flow on effect into their lives. And it makes a bigger impact when you look at it. It's not about holding all this information secret. You know, we do this show because we can impact more people because more people will read it. They might learn one thing that makes a difference to their happiness, to their business success, to their to their life. And that's what matters. Then they can share that information with someone else and it makes a bigger flow on effect in the, in the, in the world. Yeah. So your unique service, there's a thousand Sparkies in Queensland. But guess what? They're not going to connect with every customer. They will. Some will only want to deal with you because they like the way you are. They like your values. They like the way you deliver your quality. Is there another Sparky that could do the job as good as you or maybe better? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Not every Sparky will connect with every customer. And I'm sure you've come across businesses where you've had two people. They offer very similar things. Price mm-hmm. could be identical, but you chose one over the other because you connect with that one more than the other. Totally. Totally. That, that, that's exactly where it is. Now, you landed on our next point, price, right? Ooh. Forgetting, like a lot of people out there, when they're selling their stuff, it's like, oh my God, it's all about the price. It's all about the price. What happens, Mick, when we don't worry about the price, when we're not stressed or thinking that we've got to go and you know discount our products or anything like that? Talk to me about your thoughts on price, on discounts, on everything to do when it comes to giving that value, that investment value that your potential client's mm. gonna have to invest. So for me, price is the least effective motivator for purchase. Yeah, uh, that That's for me. And I find when you come to the table with that mindset as, as the business owner, as the contractor, as the service provider, and you wanna add the value, you wanna make sure they're helpful, you wanna do whatever, then you put in your submission has a price attached. They've received so much value that they know you're the right fit to do the job. There may be some negotiation about what's included, what's not included, but the price goes away from, can you drop your price and reduce your margins to how can we fit this within our budget, which is a completely different conversation to, Hey, you're 3% off the mark. You need to cut 3% off your price. Okay. 3% 3% off my price. So you either discount 3% or you don't get the job. Whereas if you've come to the table with that belief and with that added heaps of value and the customer already knows, the client already knows you are the right person to do business with, then you have a conversation. He says, oh, look, our budget's 900. Um, how, you're 930. How can we fit into that budget? You say, well, if we change this and we tweak that, we can potentially give you a come in at 900. Oh, perfect. Can we do that? Oh, that, that'll still comply with the project requirements. Perfect. Let's come in at 900. Job's yep. yours. That's a different to cut your price. Completely different conversation. And that's because you've added value. You've built up that level of certainty and you've given them the confidence that you were the correct person to go with, whether it's in business coaching, whether it's in sales, whether it's in physical parts products or trade contractors, you've got to have that, like Jamie said before, with the parts, they've had that absolute belief already because Jamie's come in, he's given them catalogs, he's done all this stuff. And then they're like, hey, this is special. 
can I get some of them in? They've already decided they didn't. It wasn't the fact that it was a special. It was the fact that Jamie was there offering value that made them decide Jamie was the right person to buy off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making that shift as a business owner will be one of the most influential things you do on your sales and your profit margin as a business owner. Yeah. Giving discounts is one of the worst things that you can do. Now, I know a lot of people think, well, come on, man, like discounts are what make the sale. If you're giving discounts, you're missing out on number one, all the profit that you can be, that you can really truly be having, but you're also setting a standard for the customers that you want to deal with. Oh, if he's willing to do this, what else is he willing to do? How much more can I get? Think of the, again, the car, the, the automotive industry, car sales, right? Let's think about car sales. What, what, what was the way that it used to be? We'd go in, we'd go and we'd haggle and we'd negotiate and back and forth and five and six and seven times. And we're, we're going for this deal, going for this deal, going for this deal. It was always about that negotiation. What we're seeing now, try to go negotiate on a Tesla. Okay, try, go go try to negotiate on a Tesla. Good luck with that. Quite seriously, good luck. There's a price on the internet and that is the price. Right now, I get it. Yeah, trade-in values and all that sort of stuff in, in the other stuff. But for the most part, the automotive industry has recognized that the whole idea of offering discounts, granted year-end discounts when those come along, what are they looking to do? They're looking to move last year's model. So yes, discounts are gonna come along, but there's a very specific reason why they're doing that but it's not about providing every single discount. If you're looking to sell your product or service based on discounts, it's like, okay, I, I got a discount to sell, I got a discount. You're not fully taking advantage of what it is. You're telling that client, you're telling that prospective customer is my product. Number one, I'm, I'm looking to rip you off because if I'm looking to discount, right? Well, obviously it's not really worth that much. You're devaluing your product by offering those discounts. Stop doing that. Stop making price the deciding factor. What if instead of price, what if you absolutely recognize, you know what, this, 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 this value that I'm offering, this investment here is actually only a fraction of what this is worth. Because I can tell you between Mick and I sitting here, I mean, we're creeping up. We're quite seriously creeping up on between the two of us close to a million dollars in knowledge, right, in, in, in skills and things that we've invested into ourselves to be here to share with you. Right. That knowledge is massively impactful. Uh, Mick, did you go when you went and got your MBA? Did you go and say, hey, man, I, I want a discount. I want a deal. I don't want to pay that. No, I, I need a deal. Is, is that what you did? No, no. I actually I, I researched universities, found one that was going to deliver the outcomes that I wanted and then went, OK, that's how much it is. Sweet. Yeah. It wasn't actually I didn't go. Where's the cheapest deal I can get for this? Because I was looking for the desired outcome, not the desired price. Well, I did look at one, and my first choice university was four times the price of the one I chose. Mm -hmm. I uh, that price, when I looked at the price, I was like, "Wow, I don't think it's worth that much." The value that I see out of it is definitely uh, not that high. While I mm -hmm. saw more value out of that than the one that I actually ended up going with, for the price, they weren't delivering on the value they were, which was interesting because. I'd chosen one based on value and outcomes. And then when I looked at the prices, like, wow, they are really overvaluing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Isn't that something. Mm. And here's the, the here, prices and everything, but it was the, the last deciding factor. Yeah. Right. It's not about the price. It's truly about the value that you're going to get. I have invested high and low. I've got some really great value for, for low dollar value. And I've got some really crappy value for high dollar value. With that said, I've also got some absolutely amazing value for high dollar as well. 
It's really all about that offer. It's all about that person, their level of confidence, their level of certainty, and really telling me what they're going to provide. That social proof, creating that no like, and trust factor, that goes a long way as well because I look for that stuff. Who else has received results? Do they have testimonials? Do they have anything like that? When you've got all that stuff, the last thing you ever want to consider is discounting. Now, one of the things that I do do in one of my programs, I do offer a discount. I'm going to explain why I do that because this is really key and really important. This discount isn't publicly available. It's not something where I've got it out there. I'm just, I'm offering every Tom, Dick, and Harry. The people to be able to receive this discount, they've already made a commitment to one of my lower, uh, one of my lower programs. Definitely not a lower value program. As a matter of fact, I'm probably a little bit crazy for for putting it on for what I put it on for. Um, it's, Absolutely you know, are. I just... it's insane. But again, my purpose is providing that massive value, helping relieve that unnecessary stress for business operators who are looking to scale up into being a business owner. And what I do is I offer, it's a a good size discount to be able to join my group program. I do that because these people, they've invested time. They've stepped up, they've recognized that. This is not so much a discount as it is rewarding them for them taking the time to get to this place, for them making the commitment to themselves. I want to reward them for that effort that they've put in. Now, we call it a discount because that's what it is. But really, this is my way of saying, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for believing in you. Thank you for for stepping up. And the only way to get it is when you've attended that first program. It's not anywhere out there. You will never find it on the internet. Mm. It's only for those who have committed and only for those who have done it. And it is really, it is more, I I would really consider it more like a reward. Now, I got a question for you, Mick. This is a good question. When is it okay to lie to a prospective customer? (laughs) Never. Right? Honestly, so many people tell so many stories, so many lies about to, to get the deal you know, just have some integrity. Yeah. Honestly, which is point number six, you know, when you're selling, you know, when you don't tell, don't speak BS, don't take bullshit. Like, honestly, people pick up on that. If you BS your way through it, people will sense that and they will run for the hills. You might get one quick sale, but you will soon be found out and it will make massive impact on your, on your values, on your reputation in the industry, on your reputation in business. You can only, bullshit only lasts so long. You will get found out. Let's just be honest and be straight up with people. Yeah. The thing with bullshit is it stinks. And people can smell it. People can smell it. Even if you think you've got that story nailed, trust me, people will sense it. Even if they don't consciously recognize it, They'll sense that something's not right. Uh, Again, uh, I'm not going into the woo-woo aspect here, but trust me, there are other senses. I mean, our brain, we're we're barely using any of our brain. There's stuff in our brain that we don't even know how it works. We haven't yet Mm -hmm. tapped into it. Those feelings, that gut feeling, it's there for a reason. And truth be told, it's got nothing to do with your gut whatsoever. We call it a gut feeling, but it's got nothing to do with your gut whatsoever. It's all up in the brain. If you're feeling something, chances are something isn't right. If you're the type of person, I'm not saying that anyone out there is, but if you were that type of person that's going on and, you know, uh, uh, kind of bullshitting on that, kind of being one of those things, number one, you're damaging the industry that you're in. But number two, people will pick up on that. And when it's found out, I mean, 
let me tell you, people are going to call you out on that. Think about this. We're in the technology age. I mean, information flows at light speed out there. Like, check this out. A cool little story here. So, I, uh, of course, on, on Tuesday there, uh, uh, Wednesday for you, Mick, Bezos went up into space, right? He rode his penis-shaped uh, rocket up into space. That's, sorry, that's the first thing I thought of. I looked, I looked at at, uh, at the New Shepard, okay? I, I'm looking at New Shepard there from Blue Origin. I'm thinking, and I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, that looks like a total vibrator. Like, this thing looks like a vibrator. It looks like a penis. Like, come on, man. Like, better design. Anyways, here's what's cool about that. Yeah, he went he went up into space. He went, what, 60 miles or, or, or whatever. Uh, however much further, I think it was 60 miles over what Richard Branson did the week before. Went a little bit higher and stuff like that. But what was really cool, right, because I have an Amazon Fire Stick and stuff. So I knew he went up in the morning. I was busy. I was working. I get home, and guess what's up there? They've already created a special for it. They already recorded everything. So that night, the same day he went up in the morning, that night I watched the special on freaking Amazon. Like technology and information is flowing faster than ever. If you're the type of person who's out there, who's sharing disinformation, who's bullshitting, it's going to get called out very quick and you're going to get bit in the ass really quite seriously. Don't do that. Have some integrity, believe in yourself, get that stuff out there. And we see it more and more. Uh, Nicole Arbor, I'm a big, big, big fan of Nicole Arbor. Uh, I love her. She's, she's funny. Um, She called someone out. She called someone out and I saw it. I'm like, Oh my God. Right. I, I saw that and I'm like, yeah, she's absolutely right. And she provided the proof for it, too. It's not like she was just saying it. So she she would show it was one of the big gurus out there. And uh, she was showing where this guru was, you know, claiming it as his own. But she was actually showing where, you know, this person had got all this stuff from. It was a little bit embarrassing. At least I think it's a little bit embarrassing as well. You're going to get called out. So don't do that. Just just be be in integrity with the better purpose, with the higher purpose. Don't be selling Daniel, stories that aren't yours. I've got a quick question. Yeah. Is it okay when you're uh, doing sales or when you're selling to not know the answer? Hell yes. There's tons of shit I don't know. Go, oh my God, you're not going to know every answer. You know what? That's an amazing question. I'll tell you what. Let me get off the call with you here. I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to get that answer for you, and I'll get back to you. How does that sound, Mick? Would that be okay? Oh, shit. That'd be awesome, Jamie. Fuck. And guess what happens when you deliver that? You already cement yourself as the go-to person who can yes. find the answers you need. Yeah. yeah, That is 10 times more powerful than any BS or any crap or anything you might come up with in the meantime and just say, look, I'm actually not sure about that. I'll find the answer for you. I'll get off. I'll make some calls. I, I know a few people that might know, and I'll find the answer, and I'll give you a call back. And then you call them back, and that literally will lock you in with that person as adding value and cementing yourself as the go-to person to find answers. Yeah. 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 There is tons of stuff. I don't know. And there's tons of stuff I'm going to continue to not know. Cause I was not going to know everything. I'm not Dr. Google. I don't, I, I don't know everything. Right. If you don't know though, you know, I, there used to be that show. Um, and I can't remember the show, the weakest link or something like that. And you had the opportunity to phone a friend back in my days as uh, when I, when I managed auto parts stores and stuff, I would tell all my staff, I would tell them, look, if you don't know, the phone is your friend, pick up the phone, call. I can't tell you how many times I would call one of our suppliers or something like that. I'd get through because there's something I didn't know. Um, you know, whether it was someone, you know, looking to put nitrous oxide on something, you know, what's, what's the right thing, uh, superchargers. I sold a lot of the high performance parts and all that. And yeah, I just, I just phone them. I loved phoning these suppliers. I'd love telling people, you know what? I don't know. 
And I'd actually get excited about it because it was an opportunity for me to create another connection with someone on that other end. So it was just great. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer in communication. So that's that's really where it stands. If you don't know, ask. I'm, I'm a huge believer as well, Jamie. I've, I've always had a belief and I've always sort of been able to deliver is like something's broken down, something's not working. I've always been able to sort it out. And it's not that I know everything about every piece of equipment, every electrical component. What I would do is I would have lots of tech support numbers. I would go there. I would get the basics, understand what's going on, and I would call tech support. They would mm -hmm. help me because they're the experts. I would on the phone, talk to them, feed them some information. You know, Within a few hours, I'd have the parts on order, and they'd be like, mate, we've been trying to get this fixed for weeks. I said, yeah, no dramas, mate, all sorted. I was there for two, three hours, you know, and I, I looked amazing. All I did is call the experts and ask yes. them for help. Yes. Right, that's it. That's it. The phone is your friend. The yeah. phone is your friend. Pick up the phone, dial a friend, get the answers that you need. Don't try to BS someone. Don't try to be some 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 super person because if you're if you're BSing them and you give them the wrong information, they're going to find out, right? Your yeah. integrity, everything is basically out the window. Speaking of asking. And this is our seventh point here. This is our seventh point today. Speaking of asking, what's your take on actually asking for the sale mick? What's your what's your thoughts about that? What does that look like? uh you have to at yeah. some stage ask for the order otherwise you're there solving their problems for them and not being paid ever yeah. which i don't know about you but no business that i've ever come across can survive without being paid for what they deliver absolutely absolutely so you know and, and the way you ask you've delivered all the value you've done stuff you've you haven't bullshitted you've got integrity you've got all of those things in place when you're having the sales conversation and you say, yep, no problem. We can deliver that now. We can deliver that next week. When, when do you want to start? Mm -hmm. Where, uh, do you want to send over an order? Or shall I send you the invoice? How do you want to process that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Having the conversation about delivering the sale is the final piece, not the yep. first piece. Yep. And because we talked about it at the start, jumping in too soon. Yep, would you want to buy my stuff? Here's, can, I send, can you send me an order? If you do that at the start, it sends people away. But once you do that at the end, that's how you actually get paid. And that's where people get mistaken. We're not talking about not ever asking for the order. We're talking about asking for it at the right time, which is at the end when you've added all the value, not at the yep. start before you've even met them. Yeah. Yeah. That's in, a uh, Yeah, absolutely. And in, I mean, in some of our advanced training and stuff too, we actually, we actually show how to teach people how to buy. Now that's that's something very different. We're not going to get into that today, but it's it, it's a really great tactic that works really well. It's ethical. It's not not BSing or anything like that, and it really makes your choice, the choice to do business with you, really super simple. The key thing here, you want two big takeaways on sales. Give them the what, give them the why. Don't don't give them the how, because when you've given them the how, when you've given them every single thing, they don't need you anymore. Right. Mm. Again, I, I'm being ethical. We want to provide tons of tons and tons of massive value. But let's face it. We are in business to generate revenue. If you're constantly going over and giving all the hows all the time, guess what? What happens to your business? You're not getting the sale. Absolutely. And like I said, we're in business and without sales, your business doesn't survive. It falls over. So this is where you ask for the sale. This is where you generate the sales. And this is where you then deliver on whatever it is you've sold, whether it's coaching product, whether it's trade services, whether it's parts or physical product, that's where you actually make sure they get it and get the value they they've paid for and some. That's where you actually get the order and deliver on what you've promised on, on all the things that you've built up in the previous six steps.
Absolutely. This has been a blast today. I can't, I can't believe like we're like 47 minutes in already. Like where did the time go? Where did the freaking time go? I got to, we got to number seven. I looked up and I'm like, damn, we're at 45 minutes. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I've had, a, I've had a blast talking about sales. It's an awesome, awesome topic. And, you know, in both Jamie's and my program, we do work on sales in the group and in the, uh, the bigger freedom program for me, I do. We talk about sales with a fair bit of time around selling and how to, how to make sure you position yourself and a whole heap of things that we've sort of briefly mentioned here. We put a lot of time and effort into that. Sales is a big, big topic and it's a huge part of business. So, um, we put the, obviously the attention on that, that it deserves. Um, Jamie, any final words? With that said, look, um, follow these steps, right? Follow them through. They're, they're, they're simple, easy, fun steps. If you'd like to get a quick recap, we've actually got a little nice little one sheet and stuff created on this here. So if you're wanting to get a recap, just drop us a little, uh, a little emoji, a little yes, a little please send it over to me. We'd be more than happy to be able to share it over with you so you've got these key seven steps because the last thing we ever want you having is your very own sales apocalypse. Let's forget about that. Let's y- get you closing those deals even quicker, even faster. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute blast. Of course, we do this every single week. It's Insiders Elite, the live show. If you'd like to join us on the inside, go ahead, grab our link. It's going to come up here in the end credits. Join us on the inside in our Facebook group, Insiders Elite, where we share a ton of value as well. Until next week, I think that's all I've got, Mick, yourself. That's it. I'm all I've got. Thanks for joining us. Have an awesome week, guys. We'll see you next week. Awesome team. We'll see you next week.